Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is September 25th, and we're coming to you straight from Akasaka, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Domanski, and joining me, as always, is my co host and founder of Japan Insider, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey, guys, welcome back. So, in the last episode, I introduced the word Oyagacha to you guys. And one of our listeners, Nathaniel, left a comment on our Facebook page saying that Oyagacha sounds very similar to the English word parental lottery. Yeah, I, I saw the comment. Yeah, and then I, I thought about it for a second.、Hmm. I, maybe it's not like a British thing, but it's a very intuitive phrase. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think maybe people don't use it as、mm. often. Or maybe people not in my generation, maybe a bit older. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I kind of, I, I linked it. I don't know if you've ever heard, heard this phrase, Yasu, like、um, born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. It's、course. kind of similar to、uh-huh. that, right? Yeah.、Uh-huh. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting. And he also said that the word parental lottery is usually used as a good thing,、mm. such as, you know, she won the parental lottery to say someone got really lucky with their parents. And in the meantime, Oya Gacha is almost always used in the negative context. Right, right, okay. And where some people say,、uh, my life is miserable because I lost Oya Gacha. Oh,、uh, okay. Yeah, but the idea of the word itself is quite similar. Sure, sure. Actually, I saw something、uh, interesting on Twitter this week.、Um, it was a picture, I believe the guy was the, the, the dad.、Mm. So I, I don't know who he is, but this Japanese guy, and he looked kind of cool. He's got like kind of afro hair and like sunglasses.、Mm. And he's riding this like, it's like a, a bicycle, but it looked a bit like a motorbike.、Huh. And he's kids on the back.、Uh... And he posted the picture on Twitter and it just said, Oya gacha. <laughs> so like, I, th- I think he was saying like, My kid won the lottery. Look how cool I am. Like, I'm the cool dad. So maybe he was like trying to like, like reclaim the word, you know? <laughs> was, he, was he Japanese? He was Japanese. Yeah,、oh, yeah.、Wow. I, I didn't save the tweet and I don't know who it was. It was just a random guy.、Oh. Um, but it's just funny because like I, I would have just scrolled right past it、uh. had you not told me that word last week. Because、oh, you said you'll see it everywhere at the moment on like yeah, Yahoo yeah. News yeah. and stuff. So、really? I was just on Twitter and I just stopped. I was like, oh my God, there it is. And then、oh. I looked at the photo and I was like, I was trying to understand the context, but I believe he was the dad because、mm. the kid looked pretty, like the kid was like four. So I don't think he has to. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so maybe.、Oh, sounds cool. Yeah, he's trying to turn it on its head. And so it a, was it getting many likes? I think so, yeah. It had a lot of comments and stuff.、Oh. And、uh, yeah, everyone just was saying, like, oh, he looks cool. Or like, yeah, yeah. I saw one guy was like,、oh, I wish he was my dad or stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> was he putting five stars or, you know, super, super rare? You know,、oh, I didn't see any of that. No, no. But. <laughs> He, he, he looked a bit like, you know, that kind of like generic image of like a Yakuza boss when he's like at home chilling out with like, with like a silk shirt、uh, and like, like the aviator glasses. Right. Not, not, not like in business mode, but、uh. like in relaxed mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Thanks a lot, Nathaniel, for commenting. And I hope to make this show more, or, you know, we hope to make this show more interactive with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you have a Facebook account, Which I believe most of you do.、Uh, search for This Week in Japan. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to do so. And just a quick update for you guys、uh, next week, we won't have an episode,、um, but it's because we're moving locations. So,、uh, yeah, so you'll be busy moving boxes and things, right? Pretty much. <laughs> well,、yeah. you're going to pay someone else to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'll be involved in the process. Yeah, so no new episode next week, guys.、Uh, so, we'll be back in two weeks, but we just didn't want to forget that quick update.、Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so you're going to be covering the main news story this week, right? So- yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually saw this news story this morning, you know, just several hours ago. Oh, okay. And I haven't found any English article yet. Mm. Yeah, so it's about Tochigi Prefecture lowering the age limit for children that can enter onsen or sento of the opposite sex. Oh, okay. So um, if you've been to onsens or sentos in Japan, which I believe mm-hmm. you have, uh, you know that, for example, um, you as a male, male adult, mm. can only, you know, bath in an onsen for a man. Sure. Of course, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> sure. And vice versa. But there's an exception. If your kid is small enough, mm. it's common for a mom to take her uh, little son into the ladies' room. Mm-hmm. Or uh, even a father to take his little daughter into the men's mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've seen seen that. I've right? seen, well, in, in the men's onsen, I've seen small girls before. Mm. They're usually like four, five, six, you know, they're not very old, you know. Yeah, so one major reason for allowing this is for uh, safety reasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you let your, you know, small child go into an onsen himself or herself mm-hmm. without a parent, it's a bit dangerous, right? I sure, mean, sure. He or she maybe, you know, get drowned or mm. uh, slip on the floor mm. or, you know, Anything can happen. Mm. Yeah, so at least, you know, that that's legit. Mm. But the question is, uh, what should be the cutoff age? And surprisingly, you know, I actually didn't know this until today, you know, just today. But uh, there is an ordinance or a written law mm-hmm. uh, in each prefecture. And um, depending on which prefecture you're in, oh, okay, they have a different... Uh, age limit. Oh, uh, interesting. For example, do you know the cutoff age in Tokyo? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't want to say like teenagers. It sounds a bit too old. So <laughs> I, I mean, I'll guess like six or seven, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it used to be nine. Oh, okay. That's not too bad, but it's kind of borderline. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like a few months ago, They've decided to lower the bar to below six years old. Okay, yeah, that seems more more reasonable for, mm-hmm. for sure. Right. I mean, equal or less than six years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there's something that um, you know, every foreigner experiences when they first come to Japan, and that is the uh, you know the first time going into the onsen, and not it's nothing about the bath itself. It's the fact that you're naked in front of people you don't know, mm. which is quite weird in the West, right? Yeah. Except for maybe like locker rooms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, I mean, I can only speak for guys, but you tend to like, you know, turn your back to people and try and hide. And, you know, it's not yeah, just like, yeah. just like, but when you go to onsen, like Japanese guys are sort of, they've got a towel, but it's on their head for some reason. Right. And then they're, they're like, yeah. Almost fully. Everything else head. is free, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, we, we take a little while to get used to that. And, mm. it, you know, after a few times, it, it just feels kind of normal. Mm. Um, but it is a bit odd, I must say, when I see a little girl and I'm naked in front of somebody else's child, it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> and if you look at like other prefectures, mm. Tochigi is the one that I'm, you know, discussing right now. Right. But uh, so it's Iwate, Yamagata and Gifu prefectures. Yeah, they all have the age limits of like above uh, equal or above 12 years old. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's, um... that's, that's very high. And I just remembered uh, seeing an interview of a volleyball player in Japan. You know, I, I think he's part of the national team. Mm-hmm. And his height is over, what, like two meters? Mm-hmm. I mean, for a volleyball player, that's, yeah, yeah. that's normal. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not normal, but yeah, yeah, for, yeah, volleyball player. Um, he was saying that uh, even when he was at the age of like 12 or 13, mm-hmm. his height was already above uh, 180 centimeters. Wow. Or, okay. you know, close to six feet. <laughs> Jesus, okay. And yeah. imagine a guy, yeah. I mean, or should we call a boy, yeah, yeah. you know, entering to a female like on <laughs> hello it's like, like giant guy just legally yeah. you know that's yeah well yeah giant boy sorry yeah, not a guy yeah but, i mean that, the dangerous thing you know and as we all know like 12 and 13 that's the age when we start turning into adults right and for for boys more specifically we can be a bit rambunctious perhaps is the right word you know so i don't think it's appropriate i i can't imagine women would feel very like comfortable mm. if a 12 year old boy was just like sitting in the onsen oh yeah just chilling like yeah this is this is great you know, <laughs> you know? legit <laughs> so, yeah, like legal legal but i don't think any woman in the bath with him would mm. enjoy that right oh of course um, not i mean like uh there was one time when my wife mm. told me that uh there are some like boys that seem like too big right. you know to be in female like bathroom uh. And yeah, I remember that specifically. Oh, she's she's experienced that. Yeah, she? yeah. And she was telling me uh, the boy looked like the age of like nine or ten. Oh, uh, yeah. What prefecture was that? Do you know? I don't remember. But you know, we've been to like onsens, uh, you know, across the nation. Sure, you know, sure. From, from Tohoku to, uh, yeah, like southern part of Japan. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, that that's, that is why I was shocked. You yeah, know, yeah. Some prefecture even allow a kiss above the age of 10, mm. you know, or 11. Yeah, yeah. You know, enter. I mean, it's not just for boys, you know, it's for girls too. Yeah. But generally speaking, it, you know, Female adults, yeah, yeah. Women are more sensitive to, of course, yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you have to draw the line somewhere, uh, and I think drawing the line too close to puberty, uh-huh. that there's no buffer, right? Right. Because some people, like some people, grow up quicker. Some people grow up slower, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you just say like, oh, everyone becomes an adult at twelve, that's too dangerous, right? Mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. to, you have to pull it way back, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way, you yeah. know, a reasonable way of thinking. Mm. Yeah, there's gotta be some some buffer yeah i think so yeah i guess make things more comfortable for people well yeah i mean it's definitely not something i'd never really thought about before um like i said i'd obviously noticed sometimes children being in the onsen but Mm. i never really thought about like what's the limit to that Mm -hmm. um but you know it's good to hear that it's going down (laughs) and not not the other way right Uh, Um, it seems sensible yeah, yeah i think me and you both agree that yeah six seven sounds like a an appropriate age. Yeah, I would say, yeah, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is a safe number. Yeah, or it, yeah. it could be even five, but yeah, I, I'd go for six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what do you guys think? Uh, what age do you think is appropriate? Feel free to leave a comment on our Facebook page. Yeah, so what's your future story of the week, Julian? So my story is a new app that's designed to assist foreign workers in Japan. On Monday this week, an official of the Japan International Cooperation Agency announced that More than 200 Japanese companies and organizations, including Toyota Motor Corporation and retail giant Eon, will jointly develop a smartphone app to help protect the human rights of foreign workers. The move, which is led by the JICA, comes amid increased scrutiny by other countries over long working hours and harassment of foreign laborers in Japan. The app will allow technical trainees and other workers to consult with third-party organizations without informing their companies. 
SoftBank Group, Seven and I Holdings, Ajinomoto, and beverage maker Asahi will also join the project, with the JICA and Associated Human Rights Organization serving as the secretariat. They are planning to start a trial of the app next year. Through the app, foreign workers will be able to report their problems at workplaces to the secretariat directly. In addition to using artificial intelligence to respond to simple consultations automatically, developers are also considering allowing users to report abusive workplaces and host organizations to local governments and other authorities. One JIC official said, We would also like to provide useful information on living in Japan in multiple languages. The number of foreign workers in Japan hit a record 1.72 million people in 2020, almost double that from five years earlier. So, obviously,、uh, as a foreign worker myself in Japan,、mm. uh, whenever I see these kinds of stories come to the news, I tend to take more attention、right. than perhaps、uh, you know, a Japanese person, as、mm. you know, the issue doesn't really affect them. Right. So,、um, you know, as the, the leader of all Japanese people, Yasu. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. The voice、yeah. of the nation. <laughs>、um, how much attention、mm. do you think the average Japanese person gives, or how much awareness do you think they might have on this, this issue as a whole? And that's a very difficult, but at the same time, good question, I would、mm. say.、Mm, but to be frank, almost none,、mm. you know, in general, like almost never think about the, the working environment or conditions of the foreigners. And,、mm. Yeah, that's、um, the impression I get <laughs> from, from these kind of、mm. things because I always find it harder to find these kinds of articles in Japanese.、Mm. Um, it's not that, you know, Uh, obviously, generally, it's easier for me to understand the English article.、Mm. But when it's something kind of like serious or, I don't know, something like political or something、mm. like that, you know, I like to maybe check the Japanese article to see if like any details were left out of translation or,、right. you know, something like that. But it, it's always kind of hard to, to follow up the story. Yeah. So the thing is that maybe I shouldn't say they're not interested.、Mm. But it's simply that we hear those stories very rarely. Mm. You know, it's simply not reported very often.、Mm-hmm. You know, it's always a chicken and egg problem because、mm-hmm. if more people are interested, there should be like more、uh, news reports、mm-hmm. on these issues. But because there are not many like、uh, news reports on these issues,、mm-hmm. not many people are interested、mm-hmm. uh, or aware of the issues in the first place. Probably also another thing that contributes to, to that kind of mindset is that it doesn't affect them almost at all. On a personal level, right? You could say that, but what I was thinking in the back of my mind is that some people, at least,、mm. maybe I wouldn't say many, but at least some people think there is a conflict of interest with foreign workers with the, and the local workers. Oh, okay. Because they think that the more、uh, foreign workers come to Japan, they take away more jobs from the local Japanese. Ah,、uh, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and of course, some people think, you know, because of our、uh, shrinking population,、mm. we need the, the, you know, more laborers anyway.、Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't hurt us. I mean, you know, some other group of people think that way. Yeah. And I personally think that、uh, we definitely want, maybe not like, Any kind of people、mm. uh, outside Japan, but we definitely want certain、uh, t y p e of people with、uh, certain like educational or uh, professional uh, background. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there is also a group of people that think no matter what they are,、mm. who they are,、uh, we, we don't want any foreign workers. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really, I guess it's quite a sensitive topic.、Um, definitely. I, th- I think it's a bit unfair though, because when you search in English, a lot of these articles are like, 
it makes it appear that the, like the whole country is basically really against foreigners, just yeah. as a whole, really. Um, I saw one article and the headline was like, Japan needs foreign workers. It doesn't want immigrants. So mm. what it means by that, I believe, is like it wants people to just come here and work for a bit and mm. then go home. Mm. Like you're not, because an immigrant would imply you're coming here to live. Mm. And obviously you, you work as part of living. But if you're a foreign worker, you just came here to do your job. And then after a few years, you go back home, right? Mm. And I don't, I don't ever feel like that's the sentiment of the Japanese people as a whole. But mm. when you search these things in English, I feel yeah. like it's heavily biased in favor of the foreigners, obviously. Mm. So I feel that it's kind of a bit unfair, um, even though, you know, I am a foreigner myself. So it seems that um, there's never been like a strong um, immigration law, you know, or strong immigration rights for foreigners in Japan. Mm. But in I think it was in December of 2018, uh, the government made this new thing called the Technical Intern Training Program, mm. which I'm sure you've heard of, right? Um, yeah. And it was this incentive by the government to try and bring in foreign workers to offset the declining population mm. in, in Japan and also the decline of people wanting to do certain jobs. Mm. But there's been a heavy trend of like younger people not wanting to do like factory work, farm work, nursing and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. So this program was introduced uh, in 2018 and the target was projected to have 345,000 foreigners come into the country mm. over the next five years. So I guess that would be by by the end of next year, basically. Mm. And as of December last year, there were 328,360 foreign workers in Japan registered as technical interns. Mm. So only like 20,000 people off the target mm. and a bit ahead of schedule, right? So wow. it turned like, in terms of like what the government- Despite the COVID? Yeah, apparently so, yeah. Mm. Um, I guess maybe they gave special permissions to certain mm, people. Possibly. Um, but mm. I believe a lot of them were here already. Mm. So, you know, on the face of it, it looks like the government is getting, you know, what they want. Mm. They're doing what they want to do, right? Mm. Um, is to kind of offset the, the lack True. of labour. But some other numbers are kind of more maybe alarming. Um, so one was that, um, so I just said like roughly 330,000 foreigners are, uh, on this technical uh, intern programme, right? Mm-hmm. But apparently 7,089 of these people have um, experienced such bad conditions in their work, mm. they've actually like run away oh, and, and they're being reported as uh, not missing in the traditional sense, but like off the, off the grid or off the radar. I see, I see. And they're either, you know, seeking employment, um, you know, cash to hand or illegally mm. or, you know, not under the terms of their visa. Right. And then last year actually it rose again to 9,052. Mm. So there's, there are currently over 9,000 foreigners in Japan kind of unaccounted for. Mm. Um, That's uh, accumulative. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And they are, yeah, they, they obviously feel that the conditions are so bad that they have to kind of uh, basically run away <laughs> from their job. Right. Yeah, but my question is, what's the most problematic aspects of the working environment that they were in? So I couldn't, I couldn't find like a study that was like a, like a survey with like solid numbers. But from all the accounts that I could read, um, it seems like a lot of these people are generally from from like East Asian countries, Vietnam, mm. um, China, uh, the Philippines. Right. Um, and one common complaint that seems to be that like they're generally promised a lot more than they receive when they get here. So they're, they're promised a certain salary. It's not like a super high salary, uh. but they're promised a certain salary. Um, but then when they get here, what they're not told is like their rent is deducted from the salary, like taxis and all this kind of stuff. Oh, I see. So, so at the end of the month, they get given like $1,000 and stuff like that. And, and 
Um, so I find these, uh, the, I mean, there were many articles in a, in a similar theme, um, but there was a, one that had an interview with a guy, um, Takai Nobuya, um, mm. who is a visa and like immigration lawyer in Japan. You know, oh, okay. f- f- and he represents foreigners. Um, and he gives an example of, you know, I'm sure this is probably based on his experiences, but there, you know, there's no name shared. Um, but this is based on a Vietnamese person. So he says, um, a typical Vietnamese migrant to Japan might pay a broker fee of 1 million yen, which is around uh, $9,300. Mm. And, and that would, you know, cover things like, you know, getting, you know, getting your visa sorted, moving to Japan, all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but that money is three to four times the average annual salary in Vietnam. Mm. So, I mean, just looking at that fact, you can think how much money for that person, how much money that is to spend four years salary to kind of come to Japan and try and work. Right. Mm. Um, But then what happens when they come here is that, you know, they have to pay more fees. They have to maybe go to like language school to learn Japanese so they can properly assimilate. And the government doesn't assist with this kind of thing. And, then the the companies I've heard many stories about um, you know the the, st- the managers at these companies they just you know they call the staff like oh stupid or whatever you know like mm. oh you're an idiot and I assume that's because like they just can't speak Japanese well so that the person just assumes they're they're just being horrible to them basically yeah yeah I can kind of imagine that um, so yeah you know lots of cases similar to this right and mm. and if you really wanted to like you know go down the rabbit hole there's loads of stuff you can find online. Um, but one of the, the one of the most shocking things I found actually was that it's really so this is actually illegal and it's I guess it is the government's fault for not enforcing it, but the rule is already set that you can't do this. But mm. one thing I hear that happens quite a lot is that the employers will actually keep the passports of the employees. Oh. Like literally like keep keep them in like a safe and also they will keep hold of any like um if they if they came here with any qualifications, you know, they will need to give the certificate to the employer. Hmm. And the employers are actually keep keeping the certificates as well. Hmm. So these people are basically stuck at that job. They can't they can't apply to another firm in Japan because they have no passport or credentials, like, like you know physical papers. You. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, scary. And they can't even go home because they don't have a passport. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, that that's kind of the really dark side that I oh, found was happening. Okay, yeah. but I'm not sure. Um, I I'd imagine like this this app isn't like something like super elaborate. Yeah, well that that's the thing. There's not too much detail on the app at the moment, and that's kind of the impression I had as well. Mm. Um, they show like a screenshot, and yeah. it's just like sad, happy, angry. Yeah, it's, I know. It's right? like it looks like it's designed for children. Mm. I mean, how, how can that you know help those those people in a very dire situation? That's it, and you know all the companies that have signed up. So far, I mean, it's good that they've signed up for it, you know, don't get me wrong, but they're all big corporations. I would imagine it's much more difficult to get away with that behavior, you know, mm. in a company like Asahi or SoftBank. Yeah. Because they're like, they have like HR departments and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, for smaller companies, um, I saw one one story of a Filipino lady who is currently um, suing uh, her previous company. So um, she she studied Japanese in the Philippines um, and she wanted to come and move to Japan and get a job. That all seemed pretty straightforward, right? Mm. So she went through this company called Advanced Consul Immigration Lawyer Office. Mm. Um, so they are a visa and immigration, you know, law office. Right. But as she was going through the process to come here, this office actually offered her a job 
as a interpreter and a translator. Mm. So I guess her Japanese must have been pretty good if she was mm. offered that job, right? Mm. So the irony of, you know, like this office that aids people with visa issues, they ended up employing her and taking away her passport mm. and her qualifications, her certificates. So I was looking at their website and uh, other than looking like, you know, one of the first websites that was ever created, um, the formatting is, is quite appalling. Uh, most of their staff are actually foreign. I thought it was, it was mm. kind of ironic. So I'm, I'm wondering, looking at the pictures of these people, most of them don't look very happy. Mm. Uh, there's a lady, there's a Filipino lady, a Chinese lady, a Vietnamese lady, a, ne- a Nepalese man, and an Indian lady. Mm. And uh, I assume that obviously they employ different nationalities to help with applications from different nationalities. Mm-hmm. But the guy in charge um, is this uh, Komine Takehiro guy. Mm. So I guess he's probably the person withholding this lady's documents. Uh, so sounds evil. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, this is beyond the, you know, just the working environment, you know, our labor issues, mm. but it's, you know, already a human rights issue. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what this this new app is touted as. You know, it's um, to improve the human rights and, and the workers' rights of foreign works in Japan. Yeah. So I'd say at least the, the concept or what you're trying to achieve mm. is right. You know, mm-hmm. it, it sounds great, but... Yeah, I'm not like, uh, you know, trying to be skeptical, mm. but at the same time, like simply tapping like buttons and like, uh, <laughs> yeah. on a, you know, smartphone app, you know, whether you're happy or unhappy mm. or, you know, you're feeling good or bad, mm. you know, I, 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 I'm not sure if that's really going to, how to say, like resolve the issue. So I would say this is not just about the app, but in general, I hope... Uh, more Japanese like locals will be like aware of, you know, these stories, mm-hmm. you know, bowling stories. You know, once we hear these stories, there are all, always certain people that are sympathetic to the victims, so to say. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, I mean, even me, right? Mm. I have many like uh, foreigners, uh, foreign friends living in Tokyo. Mm. But I've never, uh, I've never heard of this uh, new story in specific. So yeah, we'll see. I guess how effective this app is mm. in, in reality. Um, but I hope instead of just like drawing the line at the app will solve everything, I hope it's just like a step forward to raise awareness. Yeah, and then it will lead to actual reform. You know, uh, within the government. Mm. I agree. Okay, guys. So that's all of the news for this week. So let's jump into our final segment of the show: Word of the Week. Okay, so today I'm going to introduce to you an interesting Japanese word. The word of the week is bashu. Bashu. Mm. Not bash. <laughs> um, is it like a small t in the middle? Yes. Bashu. Yes. And it's two words? Mm, you're right. And like as you clues, said, yeah. yeah, it's different than the English word bash. Yeah, which mm. you do use in Japanese, right? Bash. Yeah, that's why it's so so confusing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we often use the word bashing. Yeah, yeah. As uh, the public, like criticizing a you know public figure. Oh, okay. Yeah, has a yeah. Bash. Oh, that's quite, we use that in English as well in that similar context. Quite similar. Right? I mean, we, we we use it for like physically bashing somebody. Yeah, but like yeah, you gave them a good bashing. I mean, like you could say like a verbal. Verbal bashing. <laughs> yeah. So in Japan, it's mm. uh, it's 
it's non-physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just verbal. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and especially I would say uh, comments online. Mm. Yeah, so... Oh, okay, yeah, that's quite similar, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm. All right, well, uh, can you give me a clue for this, yes. this word then? Yeah, so the hint is I went to an outlet mall with my family a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. in Karizawa, and we went to a Nike store. Then uh, we were trying on some shoes, and I found a famous series called Air Force One. Okay. Do you know that series? Sorry, I don't know that line of shoes in specific, but I mean, it's the, the president's plane, right? So these must be some pretty, yeah, that's the same pretty cool shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're like, they're like super white, just like white yeah. all over. Okay. Yeah, the white is a very like standard color. A white House. <laughs> the White House shoes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this Air Force One series has been around for many years. Mm-hmm, okay. yeah, maybe more than 20, 25 years. Yeah, I definitely recognize them now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, it's especially popular in Japan. Mm. Yeah, so I just, you know, found it. But before making any decision, I mm. just Googled uh, Air Force One, mm-hmm. you know, to see the price and like some, some descriptions of mm-hmm. it. In in that description, I found this word, bashu. Does the shoe mean actual shoe? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's right. So the oh, second okay. word, second word shoe uh, okay. uh, stands for shoes. Interesting. Yeah, because just like shoe, like as a, a sound is very common in Japanese. Like there's hundreds of words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so. Yeah, yeah. That's why I thought it's almost impossible for you to guess out of the blue. Right, yeah. But yeah. now you know it's type okay. of a shoes. Uh, oh, basketball shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got it right. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, in that description, in that article, it ah. says, Bashu no Osama. Uh-huh. So, Air Force One is Bashu no Osama means king of basketball shoes. I see. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's just basket. Yeah. Because, like, even basketball is like basket, mm. right? You say, like, short. Yes, yes. So, basketball yeah. is too, too long, right? So, right. basket. So, yeah, but it's so, oh, okay. so irregular that mm. we shorten the word basketball to ba. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <too> like, ba. <laughs> it's almost, it's almost impossible to get. That's just the laziest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, what's ironic is that, you know, I've known the English word bash mm. for many years. And I've also known the Japanese word bashu mm. for many years as well. Mm. But then I couldn't connect these like, dots right <laughs> until quite recently uh, as always the tricky thing about the japanese english words is that until you really think about how that katakana or the japanese english word like derived mm-hmm. like you, it's it's almost impossible to like connect them to mm-hmm. the original like english word yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah and this was one of them i mean yeah with, without any context like bashu mm. uh, what does that mean right i mean like i think like ba when I just hear that that syllable on its own, it makes me think of like horse, like the kanji like ba, mm. or like, like oh yeah, like, in or, Japanese, or ba, or ba chan. Mm. So, like, so ba, mm. those are the first two things that come into my mind uh, with, that, with that noise. Right, I probably would never have guessed basketball. I mean, I guess that makes sense now, but yeah, maybe mm. the closest word in Japanese is bashi. Oh, okay. Yeah, which means to pull out your teeth. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha, 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 ba. Ha, like she, like, yeah, uh, it can be read as ha or she. Oh, okay. That kanji. Oh, I didn't know you could read she. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, ba means, I, I, I'm sure you recognize this uh, this character, but it means to pull out. Mm, yeah. 
Ah, interesting. But anyway, that's that's a side story. All oh, right. So, uh, so yeah. you, you bought these shoes anyway? You bought some bash shoe? Um, actually, the one I have chosen was was not bash shoe. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just you know uh, got the screenshot of the the article mm-hmm. to introduce the word to you guys. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's what I usually do whenever I find a new word. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this week's episode. So whichever podcast platform you're listening to us on, make sure you subscribe for brand new episodes. And remember that we'll be back in two weeks time Hmm. uh, with This Week in Japan. Also, as I mentioned in the beginning, we have a Facebook page for This Week in Japan. So if you have any questions, comments or requests to us, uh, just search for uh, This Week in Japan on Facebook and find us there. So stay healthy, stay safe, everybody. And uh, if you're out shopping this week and pick up a nice new pair of Vashu, then uh, yeah, let us know on Facebook. What what did you pick up? (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back next time with the next episode of This Week in Japan. Mm